years now, we've had this mission statement on the board or on the wall. And it has uh, started to be for us a, a guiding light. And, you know, mission statements sometimes take a while to, to catch on and to be a driving force for a church. And it's difficult even sometimes for a church to own its mission statement. But it's pretty easy to own this mission statement when it comes so directly from Matthew 28, 18 and following. Because this mission statement really is about going into the world with the gospel and teaching people to obey everything that Jesus commanded, making disciples of them so that they'll be all that God wants them to be. And if I had a hope or a prayer as we begin this fall for what we might do as a church, it would be that. That more than anything, our efforts would begin to focus on, be directed toward, helping the people of this community especially to come to know Jesus Christ. That's what we want more than anything. You know, I, I went through last week and talked about all the different things that we do as a church. Talked about a lot of good things. Said there were some things maybe we could do better. But there were an awful lot of good things that we do. And so I'm, I, you know, I, I mentioned last week, you remember, that we, we have sometimes 10 people who come here on any given day for food. So we feed 10 people on just about every day. Like it's very common for people to come here and get food. Uh, we had a family that came in this morning or on Friday and said, I've heard that we can come here and get some food for our family. It was a couple. And I gave them bags of groceries. And they went away with the food that they needed for their family for at least the weekend. And so there are some of those wonderful things that we do. We talked last week about our missions budget. We have over $100,000 that goes toward missions coming out of our church budget. Well, with a church that has a budget of maybe $530,000 for a year to take $100,000, more than 20%, or I should say around 20% of our... I'm not a mathematician, I'm a preacher. Um... (laughs) To take that much of our funds and have those go to missions, I think is fantastic. I don't know of a church that has that high of a percentage of its funds going directly into foreign missions. Not to mention, of course, what we do here. And so all of those things are absolutely wonderful. And I feel so blessed by God to be a part of a church that's involved in so many ministries the way that we are. But one of the things that I mentioned last week that we need to do, that we need to do better with, is this whole notion of sharing our faith with people who don't know Jesus, especially people who live in this area. Like we want so badly to be a shining light for the gospel within the Marlboro area and this expanded area within the Northeast. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that we don't want people in their own communities sharing Christ and bringing people here. Of course we do. But God has placed our building here. He's given us this ministry, and we want so badly to exercise that in a wonderful way for him. And so I think our mission is absolutely fantastic to reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ one person at a time. Those are your friends. Those are your family members. Those are the people who coach your kids in soccer. That's the person that you get buy groceries from. It's your insurance salesman. It's those people that you build relationships with that we want to have come to know Jesus specifically through you. You have a responsibility, we think, given to you by God to help build relationship with people who can come to know Jesus. And on this, we so much want to focus. We also have a vision statement to make biblical disciples in relational environments. We've talked about this a lot. The last couple of years, we've, we have really tried to focus on our life groups. We want so badly for our life groups to be a, a powerful force 
for coming to know people, to build relationships with them, have them come and join us in these life groups and get to know uh, Jesus in the, uh, in the course of building relationships with us. And so we're starting again this fall, trying to focus on our life groups, getting as many people enrolled as we can with life groups so that they'll uh, be in a situation where not only will they themselves learn about Christ, and if you're already involved in a life group, you know what that means. We get together and we talk about a Bible story and we learn more about Christ. But even more than growth for us, we want very much to see growth happen in people that don't even know Jesus right now. And so we want to bring them to life groups and bring them here and have them come to know Jesus. And, and again, that's our, our focus for the year. So that's a, that's a major part of what we do in terms of reaching out with the gospel and making disciples. And our, our mission and vision, I think, fits so perfectly with what we want to be as a church. Well, that is a, a prelude to what we want to do this morning, just in terms of introducing the kind of things that we want to do uh, this fall. And the next thing I want to do in terms of just introducing that is to talk about the Bible classes that are going to go on beginning next Sunday, specifically for the adults. Of course, we've got a full slate of children's classes and all those things that will go on uh, beginning next Sunday as far as the kids, but we have adult classes happening as well. And, and it's not just that we get together to study the Bible and to learn it, or in my case, as I'm teaching in here beginning next Sunday, a, a subject really that has more to do with history than anything. It's not just that we want to learn, but it's that we want to be discipled. We want to be the kind of ever-growing, deepening disciples that Jesus wants us to be. And our Bible classes are so, so oriented toward making that happen for us. So beginning with uh, next week, we're going to have these studies taking place. And... Uh, I think I've blown that slide. I just made this slide and I obviously blown that one there. That's the one I want to show. And so let me just tell you about what Randy's doing. Randy's, uh, Randy Tyson's class. Uh, she started this last fall. She's doing the same thing again this fall, talking about some of the songs that we sing on Sunday morning. And so she's going to be in Bible class prior to the acapella service, talking about the songs that we're going to be singing that day. So if we're going to sing whatever, and there's a hymn story that goes along with that hymn, she's going to be uh, introducing that and talking about it. They're going to sing it together and get ready for worship by talking about the songs that they're going to be singing, uh, especially during the a cappella service. That's the first class that's going to go on. It's going to happen in the room next to the library down that hallway back there. Randy couldn't be here this morning. She's on holiday, so I thought I'd just introduce uh, for a moment her class. But Sherry Wise is here. And so Sherry, come and tell us a little bit about what you're going to do with our ladies. Good morning, church. <laughs> Good morning, wow, I feel so welcome. Um, starting next week, I am going to be teaching a ladies' class in the library. Um, but I use that word class pretty loosely because I really don't expect to be teaching much. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'll be learning most of the time. Um, our focus is going to be on prayer. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 say, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, we all know we should be praying, but we don't always make the time for it that we need to. And, or maybe we just don't even really know if we're praying the right way or know, you know, how should we be doing this. So this ladies' group will provide an opportunity for us to explore what the Bible has to say about prayer. And um, more importantly, though, it's going to provide an opportunity for us ladies to gather together to share our burdens, our worries, our anxieties, and just spend some time in prayer together. So, ladies, if this sounds like something that appeals to you, um, that would be a blessing in your life, or maybe you just feel like maybe you'd like to check it out, please join me next week in the library at 1010. 
Appreciate that. I'm excited that there are uh, women in our church who want to get together and talk about the Bible, who want to talk about prayer, who are going to pray together, share together. You know, what's going to happen in that room next week is going to be very similar to what we want to see happen in our life groups, for people to get together in a group like that and to talk about growing in the Lord and then to grow together. Ladies, invite someone next week that doesn't know Jesus to come and be part of that class next week. That would be absolutely wonderful. And then in the auditorium, I'm going to be talking about our restoration story. Uh, you remember here, oh, in the middle of July, Dyron Doherty came, and he was here for Sunday morning and talked some about restoration history. And there were several people who kind of said, wow, it was really good to hear about that. That was neat. And I thought, well, I could do something with that and expand what uh, Dyron had done in July. And so what he did in a Sunday morning, we're going to just expand that, and we're going to uh, take the fall at least to talk about uh, our restoration story. And I'm going to talk about the beginnings of the churches of Christ and some of the the uh, issues that we faced and the history of all of that. And I'm looking forward to, to being able to, to help people understand who we are as a church uh, and a lot about our background. So I hope you can get excited about that. Um, if you don't know anything, then get on the internet and read some history about churches of Christ. Uh, just be careful what you read because some of it's really accurate and some of it's not. Fortunately, I'm going to set us all straight. So we'll ha have a chance to do that. I wish. Um, so... Uh, that's our Sunday morning Bible classes. I'm excited about how that's going to go. Uh, I look forward to it. The men, by the way, uh, like last spring, we had a very uh, successful men's class that took place in the fireside room. And they debated about whether or not to continue that uh, in the fall. They thought maybe we'll just start that in the spring again. There's some discussion about that. And I know that next Sunday morning during the class time, the men are going to meet in the fireside room and talk about that possibility again. So although a decision has not been made about whether or not there's going to be another men's class, that decision I'm sure will come out of next week about whether there's going to be one uh, or not. And, uh, and then this gives me a chance to mention, by the way, the uh, men's retreat coming up. Don't forget that. That's all part of our men's ministry and what's going on. So... Uh, be aware of that of the weekend of the 21st through the 23rd. You might want to definitely be, be part of it, be part of that. Might definitely be a part of that. And now Darcy is going to come and talk about our life groups. This is a, a huge aspect of what we're doing this fall again. And uh, we've got great leaders for our life group program. Uh, the Pollocks and the Coglins and the other coaches that are involved do a great job of organizing all of this and getting together. See, he's going to share a bit what's going on. You are so welcome, at least as welcome as Sherry. Sherry should be more welcome. My wife's cringing every time I say anything. Mine too. Yeah. It's a good thing to be married. No, really, it is. <laughs> Anybody who's newly married, it is good. Um, hopefully everybody has one of these or has access to one within uh, arm's reach, okay? Because inside this lovely bulletin, you will find a little description on our life groups. If you'll notice, bulletin and life groups both have our banner picture on it. Um, we have a good theme this year. Well, I hope you guys like it. Um, the last two years, we've gone through the Gospels, if you've been in life groups or you've been in the service. Last year, we went through the book of Acts. This year, we're going to go back to Sunday school for part of it. We're actually going to start to uh, learn some of the stories of Moses and Daniel and other people who did amazing things because what we recognizes there's some amazing stories throughout the Bible that show how God wants us to be with him. So our life groups this year are going to study, like the last couple of years, the same thing that we study in our services. So they'll mirror, but as always, some life groups will end up uh, farther ahead or behind from what we're at. That's not a problem. 
Um, to keep this really quick, because we have other stuff to do, like signing up for life groups, which we hope everybody will, we're going to go through. So everybody, if you want to have a look at this, I'm going to introduce the leaders. Hopefully most of them are here. There's a few who are going to have substitutes stand up for them. So people can recognize who they should talk to if they want questions or have any questions with the life group or want to know directions or anything. So we're going to start off with uh, Trevor Wise and Colin Hattrick. They're leading a, a community-based life group. It's Northwest Central off Memorial. So Trevor's in the sound room. Colin is also at the back. Neither of them are standing. You guys have to set a good example. That's right. See? Everybody's happy. They have a group. Uh, <clears throat> I will say this. <clears throat> That's not what I was saying. I will say this about the life groups. Every life group leader that we've talked to will be very happy to have anybody join. Some of the life groups, they have their little things in here, are more based on people with young kids or seniors or whatever. But I, I haven't talked to a leader yet, and I know none of the coaches are going to say, you know, yeah, we're, we want to have, you know, even the, the, well, I have to make one addendum there. The teen group might feel a little awkward if Wayne McCaig joins it. Um, <laughs> But everybody else, I think, is fine. And even the teen group, they could, we could dress Wayne up. Anyway, in a dress or something. That's why my wife doesn't like me speaking. So Trevor and Colin are leading the group, like I said. Uh, it's going to be off basically the Kensington Memorial-type area, a little bit up to uh, 16th, I think, in the northwest. The next group, Ernie, Amante. Everybody has to stand up, Ernie. So, oh, so, yeah, so the Filipino group is what it's called, but the reason I mentioned it before that all groups are welcome to have anybody attend is Ernie actually put in that, uh, you know, th they welcome anybody. They meet here in the church building every second Sunday afterwards. They do some fun stuff. They usually have some aw awesome food, and, uh, you know, they're very welcoming to everybody else. Next page, the Young Adult Life Group. So... The leader of this group, Peter Roberts, is out with the teens this weekend, so he's not here, but uh, Dennis Mills and uh, Chelsea, Chelsea's also gone. Dennis, are you leading? You're a co-leader. It says so on here. <laughs> You're going to have to talk to Peter when he comes back. Now, for the sake of today, so that if people have any questions, I'm going to ask you to stand. <laughs> yeah, I get the awkward stuff. He can help you at least tell you what the group that, you know, how to deal with Peter when he volunteers you for stuff that you don't want to do. That one's going to meet Wednesday nights uh, here at the building. Uh, no, that one meets in the Northwest. There's another one Peter does. So, Wednesday night, 7 till 9, it has uh, families with younger kids. Uh, next group, you'll see, also has Peter, and the same thing happened. He put Mike Coughlin, our new employee here, as a co-leader. That's also not correct. So, Mike's also going to have a discussion with Peter. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, <laughs> never tell Peter you'll sign up for anything because then you'll sign up for everything that he wants you to. Juan is going to be co-leading that group. So, and I asked Juan and he said it was okay to have him stand. So, and we're gonna let Peter yep. So anyway, again, this group's open to all again. It's a uh, families with young children. And it'll be uh, fun, and I believe usually in the groups that Juan's in, you can pick up Spanish. So, what? That's a bonus. <laughs> Unless all they speak is Spanish and you don't know it, and then you just left out. Now we have a Saturday teen group, which 
is funny because Steve Ason, who's not here, but Ron Bailey are kind of co-leaders on that, and neither of them are teens except for they participate. Um, this group is also open, and I do believe Kelly has been, may still be a part of that, and there's kids that aren't teens that aren't part of that group. So they meet every other Saturday, and they have, again, meals. They get the kids involved. So if you have some older-aged kids who maybe, uh, you know, want to fill participation, and they have a bunch of friends in that age group, um, you can ask Ron who all is still in there, because some of the kids have gone off to college and stuff. Uh, it's a big group, and I know that they've been together a long time, and they really, really enjoy each other. Thanks, Ron. Now we have a northeast group, Francis and Mona. Mona's at the back, Francis up front. They are, I know this because I've talked to them, looking for more members. So you guys have a chance when you go to sign up, to uh, sign up for them. These guys know an awful lot about the Bible. They've studied it a lot. They meet uh, either at Francis's house or one of their other attenders, Margaret's house. It's in here on Sundays at 5 p.m. So... You'll notice another thing we've done is a lot of the groups meet different nights so that you can't use the excuse that you're busy that night, unless you're busy seven days a week. I think we have a group every day. So anyway, if you can meet with Mona or Francis, a uh, ton of Bible knowledge there. They have a lot of opportunity to uh, share what they've studied, and uh, they're always welcome, welcoming to people who want to come join them. Now we have a Delacour group, which is a little bit out of town, run by Dave Bailey and Larry Luck. And... Dave, there he is, and Larry. So uh, I don't know where, you guys usually meet at your house, Dave, right? But sometimes at Larry's? Okay, they're starting at the Bailey's. So it's a little little bit out in the northeast area, outside town. They meet Wednesdays at 7.30. Um, and again, they're open to anybody joining. Uh, they also know quite a bit about the Bible, so it'd be a good group to join. And they have refreshments. So, actually, every group usually has refreshments. I'm going to skip the next one because that's my group. We, we meet Wednesday nights. I'm here. I'm already standing. Uh, we meet up in Silver Springs in the Northwest. And uh, just so everybody knows, we have a Mormon guy who attends our group, so you can get a diverse uh, biblical background. No, just kidding. We're open. We're actually we're looking to bring people from... Uh, Yeah. I'm surprised they let me come up here. They gave Trevor the old, cut the mic. Uh, just for a while to bring, yeah. Hey. I'll have to shout now. I'm almost done, so I could probably carry my voice that long. We are trying to get some of our community people into our group, finally. Um, it's been a challenge because I'm a comfort person, and I feel comfortable with you guys. Um, I don't really feel comfortable going to my neighbors when I mow their lawn or they mow my lawn and say, how about you come, you know, to my house for a church group and suddenly nobody's mowing my lawn when I'm away and my kids don't get chocolate bars for cleaning up their yard. Um, seriously, though, there's that awkwardness bringing people in your community into your into your, your life, which I hope everybody here feels. Church is their life and everything else we do is just kind of fill in time until we die and go see God. I have a different viewpoint on stuff. I'll tell you what, people laugh in my group a lot, at me. Um, I need a co-leader to rein me in. We're almost done. We have another group in the northeast here. 
Brian and Carrie. Uh, they've been meeting in their house for two, three years. I mean, I think they have a really good group. See, they're over there. Um, again, they have some young kids, and then they have people that are uh, had their kids raised and gone, and they have some people in between. So that's a very mixed age group. It's a uh, I can tell you Ryan and Carrie know an awful lot about the, uh, the Bible. They're very, very good hosts and very welcoming. So if you have a desire to be in a group that's uh, in the northeast here, you can come to the church, you can go to Ryan and Carrie's. There's so many choices. Look through here, have a, uh, a good look. Now, if you guys have a piece of paper like me, it's got Baxter Group on the bottom, but there's no detail. Aha, uh-huh, it's on the back page. Just in case you guys wondered. Um, Andrew Baxter and Mike Muirhead. I know Andrew's over there. Do you guys have to stand? I, have I made nobody, and nobody else stand? I don't know. I, I thought I was clear on that. Um, they meet Friday nights. They're in uh, Willowbrook, or Willowbrook's in the southeast, right? That's where you guys live? Willow Park, sorry. Or the northeast. So we actually, they'll alternate. So carpooling's an option. It says so in here. Uh, they have... Uh, Again, a, a group with young kids, kids who are growing. Even have some people whose kids have had kids. A lot of them, yeah. Um, so again, it's a nice mixed age group. A lot of the groups are going that way. Uh, they have uh, the chance to study the, the same redemptive God, uh, God's redemptive story plans that we do, as well as prayer, snacks, games, and fellowship and relationships. Two more, then I'll be done. Every uh, Wednesday night here at the building, and I think we ran it over the summer as well, Kelly Carter and Shane Lopez. Kelly has to stand. Uh, in case you don't recognize them, standing up here beside me. They uh, meet in the fireside room usually. Uh, it's a great place for a couple of years. Hope and I met here too with them. And uh, you'll find if you have young kids, uh, not that the group is only for young kids, um, but the church building is an awesome place to have a group because there's the gym, there's the nursery, there's the TVs, they can watch videos. So if you're looking for a place that you can bring your kids and feel safe and have a great Bible study, uh, again, it's mixed ages, uh, mixed uh, status of life. Some people are retired, some people are just going into work. So That one, uh, because Kelly's leading it, will also probably very closely follow God's redemptive story. You'll probably be on track with that one. And the last group we have up front here, Wayne McKay. There he stood. They're going to follow the, the stories as well. They're meeting way down south, Deer Run. Is that it? Deer Ridge. Boy, I am bad with southern communities. It's like two other cities, and I don't know either of them. But ask me about the northwest, and I'm okay, if it's in Silver Springs. Now, Wayne describes this group as slightly older folks. You guys are welcome to bring that either age average down or... Or if you want to feel like you're young, you can be in a group with Wayne. Um, anyway, hopefully I made you laugh some and you'll still sign up with groups. Um, Kelly's going to do a little bit more about sign up, but I will tell you one thing before I leave the stage. And, um, we have put up a map in the back, Colin and Darlene did, uh, with uh, some help from some other people, that actually fairly closely pinpoints the locations of where the groups are. It's in the Connection Center, uh, and we actually left the words Connection Center uncovered by the map back in the corner out here in the foyer. If you have a chance and you're thinking, I don't have a car, I don't know how I can get there, look at the map, see if you can find a group that's close. The leaders are listed beside it. 
you can contact that leader and we can arrange something, I'm sure, to get you to that group, okay? Thank you. Thanks, Stars. You know, for us to take as much time as we have this morning to talk about our life groups, must say to you that we think this is important. And we do, because it is. And we're hoping so much that uh, as we leave here today that there will be somebody who will think to him or herself, you know, I have not been involved with life groups before, but, you know, maybe this is the time. And that they'll take an opportunity to actually sign up this morning. And we're going to give you an opportunity for that in just a moment. When you go out this morning, you're going to find that there are a couple of tables, uh, three actually, set up along the wall over there. On the tables, there is taped to the table, along with a bunch of pens, a colored sheet that will match the colors within the brochure that's, uh, that's in the bulletin, or pretty close anyway, as close as we could get. And so each one of those sheets will have a description of the group, the group's name at the top, and you can, you've already seen who the group leaders are, you've got some idea about what the groups are about, so you can go up this morning, or go out this morning before you leave and actually sign up for one of those groups. Now you'll notice that there is on the sheet, a, like we put down about six or eight different spots per group, well that's simply because if, if each family has, say, an average of three people and you put six or seven families in there, then that group is pretty much full. And we're, so we're wanting very much for people to, to get spread around among the groups. But at the same time, we don't want you to feel like it's absolutely limited. So if you get there and oh, you know, all the spots next to a number have already got a name by them, you know, don't be afraid to put yours down if that's the group that you really want to be a part of. We're just trying to encourage that you know, we keep it quite spread out and, and that the, uh, the groups just don't get too large. Because we think that's productive to have the group not so large and for people to have a chance to, to be in a, a context where they'll really be willing to discuss and to grow together. So we, we've done this because we think it's important. We're hoping that you will take it seriously and say to yourself, ah, oh, I need to be involved in a life group this fall for sure, and you'll give this a shot. I think that God will bless you if you do. I mean, the whole idea of what we're doing, all the, the prayer that goes into this and the planning and uh, getting recruiting people who will lead our groups and choosing a curriculum and uh, writing all of that curriculum and making that available and all the, the planning that we've done in, as far as training teachers and everything, we want so badly for that to, to be as effective as possible. But none of it is effective if we don't decide to be in part of those groups. And so I really want to encourage you to leave this morning and do that. We also this morning have kind of a continental brunch going on. And so uh, you're welcome to uh, stick around. We'll have some fellowship this morning. There'll be stuff to eat and drink outside there in the foyer. And, uh, and hope you can stay for a few minutes and be a part of that as well. I'd like to lead us in prayer and just ask God to bless us. Mike's going to come and sing another song and then we'll do, be dismissed to go and uh, participate in the Sign Up for Life groups this morning and participate in the Continental Brunch. Okay, let's pray. Holy Father, this is an important time for us. It's a time when People are given an opportunity when we've tried as a, a leadership team to give people op an opportunity to, to put themselves in the best possible position to grow in Jesus. And we think that the, the best possible way for that to happen is for them to be enrolled in our life groups. And so I'm, I'm just praying, God, that you will fill all of our hearts this morning with the desire to grow in you. Father, sometimes we're, we're not the disciples that we know you want us to be. And so help us, Father, to, to devote ourselves again to you today.
to choose again to be your faithful, committed disciples. Help us to set aside things, Father, that sometimes get in the way of that and to have clear direction and devotion, ready to learn more about your redemptive story and the way that you've worked with human beings to change our hearts. Transform us, change us. Father, use this fall and and the, the coming spring, use that to powerfully change not only ourselves and our church, but our community. And we pray that you would use our life groups to do that in a significant way. We pray these things through Jesus. Amen.